Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 371. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be adventurous, be enterprising, and triumph. My computer was stolen four years ago. Every file, gone. I wish I would have had Carbonite. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE. You'll get two months free if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Are you tired of going back and forth with just one designer on your newest logo or design project? Dish the frustration and visit 99designs.com slash FIRE to get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, James Malinchak. James, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am, John. (laughs) All right. James is one of the most requested and highest paid business and motivational speakers in America. He is the founder of BigMoneySpeaker.com and shows anyone who wants to get highly paid as a motivational or business speaker how to correctly package, market, and sell their time, knowledge, and experience, message, and personal story. ABC TV featured James on the hit TV show, Secret Millionaire. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, James, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, first, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate any time I get the chance to share some ideas and help folks. Uh, I grew up in a very small steel mill town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, population of, I think, about 8,000 folks. We didn't have much growing up. Mom was a lunch mother at the school. Dad worked in the steel mill for over 30 years. And so we didn't have much, but I started to develop a strong desire to want to achieve certain dreams and goals and, and just do things that a lot of folks are told in our town that you can't do. So I just, you know, with sheer chutzpah and uh, <laughs> persistence and planning and great mentors, was able to achieve my first big goal, which was to get a college basketball scholarship and play Division One college basketball. And then to achieve my second goal, which was to be a, a stockbroker with a major Wall Street investment firm. And then uh, the third to uh, start speaking and inspiring people based on some of the success I had in business. And like you said, then it led all the way up to ABC television approaching me to be on the, the amazing show Secret Millionaire. Wow. Well, James, we are going to dive way into all of this and more later on in the interview, but we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote because it really helps us get that motivational ball rolling and light that fire, James. So take it away. Well, it's one that I created and it's my favorite one. And I share it every time I speak, uh, whether I'm doing a, a business keynote presentation, motivational presentation, or if I'm for corporations or associations, or if it's college kids or uh, could be teaching one of my own big money speaker boot camps. It's one of my favorite quotes, and it's, it's all about it's not how much smart you have, it's how much heart you have. And I mean that in a couple of different ways. One, give them a great experience. Uh, I don't care if you're a speaker, author, trainer, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, whatever your product or service is, you know, think about it from the prospect or the customer's point of view or the client's point of view. And think about how you can help them get what they want, solve a problem, make them have a great experience um, and get good results for them. So uh, it's first the intention and the spirit of how you're approaching things. But then the second piece to this whole 
quote that it's not how much smarts you have, it's how much heart you have, is I do not believe it's your IQ that gets you ahead. I believe it's your I will. And I don't I don't think it's the smarts and the intellect that you have. I think it's the the desire, the chutzpah, the the gusto, if you will. Because if you have that, if you give me the choice of two two people, one who's very smart, very intelligent, but has a low desire to to do something, to achieve something, or an average desire, and you give me the second person who might not be great academically or have a high intellect, but they have a strong why, a strong reason, a strong desire, I'll take the second person every day of the week because that person will find a way to get it done and find a way to make it happen in business, in personal life, in financial situations, whatever it is. So that's why I love that the quote that I just I don't know, years ago, it just came to me. I, I used to say it in my talks, and I just kind of start putting it out there. It's not how much smarts you have, it's how much heart you have. James, that is a great quote for entrepreneurs at every stage of their game, and something that I really want to dive into later on, because Entrepreneur on Fire, James, is kind of a different podcast in the way that we really look at and analyze the journey of our spotlighted guests, and that's you today. So your journey, I can tell from your humble beginnings to where you are now, has had some ups, it's had some downs, it's had its share of successes as well as failures, and that's actually what we want to focus on next is one of those failures. Share with Fire Nation a story, a story of when you failed or of when you really faced a massive challenge or obstacle and you had to dig deep. You really had to give your heart up for that, to overcome it, and, and then finish it off with what lessons you learned. Well, uh, that's a, a great question, you know, because the one thing I know every single person in this world has in common, I don't care if you're tall or short, rich or poor, young or old, male or female, I don't care where you came from and I don't care where you're going. I don't care what your desires are, your goals are. I don't care uh, uh, what aspect of life you're in. There's one thing every single person in this world has in common, and that is that we all go through challenges. We all face adversity. We all get knocked down in life. And uh, what the, the big one for me was when my sister Vicky passed away of a brain tumor several years ago. You know, because you, you never think something like that will ever happen to you. You're, I mean, there's no textbook on how to prepare for something like that. There's no class in school on how to prepare for something like that. Any entrepreneur or business owner that starts a business, there's no course, if you will, or no teaching on how to deal with you know, a major personal challenge setback, a family challenge or setback. And what folks don't realize is that a personal or family, if you will, challenge is what most likely affects your entire business, it affects every area of your life. So, you know, I got a call one day from my dad who said my sister Vicky had collapsed and was in the hospital with the right side of her body paralyzed. And that was shocking for me because I was with her a few months before uh, this. I'm sorry, a few weeks before this happened. And she was perfectly fine. Remember, a matter of fact, I remember what we did. We uh, we went to a movie and we ate some pizza and we were just hanging out as brothers and sisters took me to a movie. And then uh, I, so I get this call and I'm thinking, well, how the what really? And so we thought, well, it had to be a pinched nerve in her hip or in her back because at the time, Vicky was a relatively young person or mid 30s to late 30s. Uh, first set of test results came back. It wasn't a pinched nerve. And then I thought, well, you know, I started doing research online. I thought, well, maybe she had a stroke because medical research is telling us that people of younger ages, you don't have to be in your 50s, 60s and 70s to get strokes. And second set of results came back. It wasn't a stroke. And then a few days went by 
and I couldn't reach her on the phone in the hospital uh, room that she was in. And I finally got her on the phone and I said, hey, Vicki, how are you? And she said, did you hear? And I got all excited because she was in a new room. So I thought they upgraded her, you know, and everything was going to be fine. And she was coming home. And and I said, what, everything's OK? They figured it out. She said, no, I have a, a brain tumor. And then we later found out that, you know, they gave her about three months to survive. And, you know, so that's that was a shocking thing for me and, and all of my family. And I think anybody that goes through something like that, you can have all kind of success in business or sports or, you know, any goal achievement you're trying to, to pursue. But, you know, that that really kind of punches you hard in the belly and takes the, the wind out of your cells and out of your lungs. So that was the major thing for me. And, you know, the one thing I, I want to say is as she went through all of this stuff, every time I talked to her or I saw her in person, never once did I ever hear her whine, moan or complain about it. You know, was she in pain? Yeah. But I never heard her, at least when I was around her, say, why me or anything like that. So the big lesson for me was I don't care how tough the adversity or the obstacle is. I can get through anything because I basically watched my sister die and never complain. And that the lesson for me was, what am I whining, moaning and complaining about? You know, there are a lot of people out there. Yeah, I think about this every day when I wake up. You know, there are people every day in this world, all over the world, who did not have that privilege to wake up this morning and flip their eyelids open. And so, you know, all of a sudden the car not starting or, you know, all right, so lost some money in a business deal or what have you. Yeah, that's stressful day to day stuff. But you know what? In the big scheme of things, it ain't that big of a deal because there were people that didn't wake up this morning. So that was my major uh, uh, challenge, if you will. And that's the uh, lesson that I learned from. And hopefully anyone listening can maybe get something from it that will help them. James, talk about putting things in perspective. You just did an amazing job doing so because that is so many times what we can find ourselves doing as entrepreneurs is getting caught up in the little things, the little day-to-day stresses, that email that's not quite coming in or that bill that's due at the end of the month that we know we need to conjure up some some finances for to make that happen. And yeah, you are right. And you said it very eloquently. These are situations we need to deal with and they are stressful on some levels. But step back, look at the big picture every now and then and realize, you know what? We're just lucky to be alive in this amazing world with these incredible opportunities. Now let's do the best with these opportunities that we have in front of us. So Very well said, James. And it's a great segue to the other end of the spectrum, which is our next topic, the aha moment. Because, James, just like we deal with failures and challenges and obstacles every day as entrepreneurs, we'll continue to do so. We'll continue to learn from them. We also have those inspirational moments, those light bulbs that come on that have us pivot or move forward in our businesses. Share with us a story, James, of a time that you had an aha moment. Take us to that moment with you. Share with us that moment and the steps you took to take that light bulb that went off and turn it into success. It was when I was uh, working for major Wall Street investment firm before I actually got into speaking. And uh, I remember one day looking and it was a a Saturday and uh, and then eventually a Sunday and, and I was still in the office working. And I remember working until eight, nine o'clock. So what else did I have to do other than, you know, work my butt off and try to build a business? But, you know, I and I but what it was, was I looked and I saw a couple of brokers who were much older than me in the business and they were still doing it that way. Wow. 
And I thought, you know what? I do not want to do this in 25 years, like being in this office six days, seven days a week, you know, looking for the next customer and client, you know, um, and with, with the different financial regulations changing over the years, it, it became even more difficult to, to market and get clients. But my big aha moment was when I said this to myself, I said, man, I'm not in business to work. I'm in business for freedom. And this is something I teach when I speak for entrepreneur groups or business groups around the world. This is something I teach in all of my trainings. I do, I think, four of them a year, roughly. And and I tell everybody this. You are in business as an entrepreneur for freedom. You're not in business to run a business or to work. You're not even in business to make money. You're in business. The money just gives you what you're really an entrepreneur for, which is freedom. The freedom to be able to wake up every day and do what you want, when you want, where you want, how much you want, with whomever you want. And by the way, if that means working 40, 50 hours a week, God bless you. That's fine. But at least it's your choice. See, it's not a, we're not in business as entrepreneurs for even money because I know folks who make 400000 500000 bucks a year working for a company, but they have absolutely no life. They can't do what they want. They can't run down to the coffee place at 10 o'clock in the morning and get a coffee if they want. They can't you know, just decide, I'm not going to work today. You know, so they make good amounts of money, but they have no freedom. So... But the aha moment for me was when I realized, boy, I don't want to do this for the next 25, 30 years. And that's when I started out. I was having some success as a speaker. And that's when I decided to start pursuing being a speaker full time at that time. And John, if there's one thing your your listeners can get who are entrepreneurs is you got to remember you are in business for freedom. So you create everything to support you and your lifestyle. You don't let your business, uh, you don't create your lifestyle to support your business. That's a job. That's work. You know, so always remember, how am I creating things for freedom? So like, for example, if you don't want to work on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, then don't work on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, let's say, and have a four-day weekend. Work three days a week. You know, it's your choice. Set everything up to fit you and make everything and everybody can conform to the way you want to do it, or just don't work with them. Remember, you're in business for freedom. So James, I think you have a fascinating story. You had that aha moment. I would love to kind of just hear the next segment of that story. Share with Fire Nation your first major break into the speaking world. Tell us that story, how it came about, and how you just really leveraged that opportunity and made it work. Well, the first was when I was actually working as a a financial consultant and a person um, saw me do a little thing. It wasn't even a speech. It was kind of like a little sales training thing that I was a part of. And I just gave a couple minutes of my stuff of what I was doing differently, you know, because in sales training 101 everywhere, they always teach you the same old BS stuff that actually never works. They tell you make a hundred cold calls a day. You'll get 10 people interested. You may open up one account. And I remember sitting there saying, man, if I got to make 100 cold calls a day, now I know why stockbrokers jump out of windows. I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just calling people who don't want to hear from you 100 a day to get one account. So I started to leverage my connections and doing my um, my networking, if you will, through folks I played high school basketball, college basketball with. Some of them were, you know, playing professionally. I tried to tap into them, open up doors. But the other thing I did, John, 
people always ask me, how did you get started as actually a speaker? And it all started back when I was a financial consultant because when I realized I did not want to do what the traditional sales trainers were saying, you know, make 100 cold calls a day, et cetera, I started leveraging contacts for networking, number one. But number two, I started to speak at local schools for parents trying to teach them that they ought to plan for college education now and put money aside. So I picked out strategically private schools for kids because private because parents were paying for them to go there, which meant they had discretionary income right. had extra money so they probably could put money away for kids and that was my end because I didn't really know much about investments starting out so what was my unique talent my unique talent was I could teach them through a seminar that I bought that I actually just taught the seminar how to start planning financially for their children's education 12 15 16 years later and that's how I built my business believe it or not it started out through public speaking even though I wasn't a quote-unquote professional speaker at the time. James, that's totally fascinating, and you've leveraged that into where now, as we shared in the intro, ABC TV's reached out to you to feature you on the hit TV show, The Secret Millionaire, and that just really shows Fire Nation how you really just need to find that niche, find that vacuum. James saw that. He saw that if he spoke to a specific audience, parents with kids in private schools, that he was going to be able to get a wedge, drive it in there, and then start to build his empire out. So James, kind of continue to take us forward throughout your journey, which is then going to culminate with your feature on Secret Millionaire, which I know is just going to be fascinating for all of Fire Nation. I started getting asked to speak. Uh, Originally, it was for colleges and universities because I had written a book while I was, you know, a financial consultant. And by the way, John, I knew nothing about writing a book. I I hardly ever read books when I was in college. Right. (laughs) So um, I uh, started just to document what I did as a college student to land my dream job. My dream job was to work as a financial consultant or be in the finance industry. And so I did all these unique things that got me hired. I was basically a C student. You know, I'd make a B or an A here or there, but I was a C student. But I figured out something really quickly that it doesn't matter and this is what I teach college students when I speak to them. It doesn't matter how you look on a sheet of paper, meaning a resume. If I could you know, package, market, and sell myself, I'll beat you every day of the week if you're just relying on what's on a resume. It all comes down to how you package, market, and sell yourself, which basically is everything we do in life. And so when I figured that out, I just went out and I sold myself better in interviews to get the job that I wanted in the city that I wanted to be in with the company I wanted to be with. And so one day... While I was in college, it hit me in the head as I was walking to a movie theater. I said, man, there needs to be a book like this for people like me, students who are average everyday C students who you know, may have the strong desire to land a great job, their dream job, if you will, but believe they can't do it because everybody says, well, you don't make the best grades or you're not the president of every organization on campus. You know, you'll have no experience or qualifications, et cetera, et cetera. The same things we all hear. And so I said, the heck with that, man. These kids need to be inspired. I'm going to write the book. And man, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to write a book. It took me like three years. I didn't know what I was doing. I, um, um, it cost me $8 a copy to print it up. I used to sell it for 10 so the, <laughs> the margins weren't real big. <laughs> you know? But the, the thing was, 
And this is what I try to tell entrepreneurs. You've got a friend of mine, Les Brown. He's actually, uh, Les is speaking at my next speaker training. Les has a great quote. You don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to be great. And that's what I tell entrepreneurs. You just get going. Had I not done that first book that was awful and an ugly cover and actually fell apart and pages came out of it, and <laughs> $8 a book, you know, the book was called From College to the Real World. I still have it to this day. Uh, From College to the Real World, Street Smart Strategies for Landing Your Dream Job and Creating a Successful Future. But had I not done the first so sort of like ugly copy, if you will, I wouldn't be talking to you today, John, because check this out. That ugly book allowed me to uh, find how, how to do it correctly and turned it into a really good looking book, rewritten, you know, that sort of thing, better tips and strategies, better cover. That book led me to start speaking at colleges and universities, which allowed me to get voted twice college speaker of the year. And which led me to get invited by Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, who co-created Chicken Soup for the Soul, to co-author Chicken Soup for the College Soul with them. That opened the door to be good friends with Jack uh, and to meet all these other folks. That led to me starting to teach my college speaking success boot camp, which I still do today. You can find it at collegespeakingsuccess.com. Uh, just, I teach it twice a year. That turned into my big money speaker boot camp, which is bigmoneyspeaker.com. That led, you know, also me speaking all over to corporations, colleges, youth groups, doing consulting, et cetera. And that led to ABC approaching me and inviting me to be on a TV show, Secret Millionaire, where we inspired millions of folks. So think about that. When you're trying to start out as an entrepreneur, start a new business, you got to get it going. It will never be perfect. It will never be right. But if you don't get it going, you'll never get it going. Remember, Les Brown says you don't have to get started to be great. I'm sorry, you don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to be great. Okay. And I have a friend, uh, fellow speaker, Larry Wing, and he has a great quote. He says, my ugly book is better than the one you ain't got. <laughs> <laughs> James, I love that. And I love the message that you're sharing with Fire Nation. And it's one that I experienced myself. I mean, I was terrified to release my first episode of Entrepreneur on Fire because I was not a good host. I was not a good broadcaster. I was not a good interviewer. And I was terrified. But, you know, I let it go. I improved over time. Episode one has now turned into episode 372, which is what you are today. And it's continued to move forward seven days a week. And it's a perfect tribute to what you're saying. You have to get started. And that's the key here is getting that momentum going. John, let me, uh, let me inject something here because I, I want your, your listeners to really get this. I have been on tons, and I mean this sincerely. The one thing you'll learn about me is I don't BS. I have been on tons of interviews, especially Secret Millionaire. I can't tell you how many radio interviews, magazine right. interviews. And you are by far one of the best interviewers I have ever didn't have the privilege of being on. You know, most folks just ask you questions, but you're commenting, you have dialogue, your questions I see here are very well thought out. You know, so there's a reason why you know, you are playing in 145 countries and you have 250,000, you know, unique downloads and it's going to grow even more because, you know, you got started, buddy, but I got to tell you, and this is a good kudos to you and pat on the back. You are a phenomenal interview and you should be very proud of yourself. 
That really, really means a lot. It honestly does, James. And I do attribute it all to that just starting back and just that Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours of just doing it, doing it, doing it and progressing. And it's just been a wonderful journey. And it's a journey that any entrepreneur can be on as long as they do just start. And so for you, James, what I'd love to do now is bring it to present times because you have a lot of exciting things going on. In fact, you have a phone call coming up here in a couple of minutes, so we're going to be very efficient here. So share with Fire Nation in just about one or two minutes one thing that's just really exciting you right now. Well, I am just so excited and passionate about the uh boot camps that I do to train folks as speakers, authors, trainers, coaches, consultants. It's called Big Money Speaker Bootcamp. We do it twice a year, um, and we get over 700 folks registered at each one. Find a speaker training in the world that gets that many. If you put them all together, if you put those two together into one, that's almost 1,500 people, 1,400, 1,500 people in one train for speaking. Wow. Now, the reason I say that I'm passionate about that is because, and this is a great tip for entrepreneurs. I got away from what I really loved and what I was good at. You know, when the Secret Millionaire Show approached us, I mean, it was just an amazing opportunity and you're going to be seen by people all over the world. And, you know, so I started drafting out, okay, we're going to go and do these seminars. We're going to do wealth building seminars and we're going to do this kind of seminar and we're adding this and we're adding this. And to the point where I was sleeping about three hours a night. Eeks. And I wasn't really happy with the business wise, you know, stuff. And I wasn't passionate and excited. And so, I don't know, maybe five or six months after the show and after all that hoopla, you know, kind of died down. I said, man, we're getting back to exactly what I like to do. I like to do three things. Number one, I like to you know, speak for corporations, universities, colleges, youth groups, and get paid a check as a fee paid speaker to go inspire and motivate folks. I also like to speak and uh, what's called speak and sell, where you get to speak and offer a product or service but you're not paid a check. So I like to speak. Number two, I love teaching my big money speaker booking. I like to take people who have a message and want to be a speaker, author, trainer, coach, consultant, and really teach them the business side of it so they can really crank it. And we're going to stick back to that. And then number three, I like to, to coach and consult with my coaching clients that come from my boot camp. Other than that, we ain't doing anything else because I forgot why I was in business. I'm in business for freedom and I got away from that because I had no freedom. So stick to what you love, what you're good at, and don't get the bright, shiny object syndrome yes. when it comes, because it will come. <laughs> and my favorite acronym, James, is FOCUS. Follow okay. one course until success. Know what you're good at, be better at those basics, and just focus on them and crush it. So that's exactly what you're doing in your niche. That's what I'm doing in the podcasting niche by being the only seven-day-a-week podcaster where, update, we had over 400,000 unique downloads in the month of August, and we're wow. on pace for over half a million for September just because of this consistency, because we're being better at the basics and because of amazing guests like yourself, James, who are coming on and sharing incredible journeys. So I thank you for that. And we're going to break in here for a minute to thank our sponsors. What do I love about 99designs? What's not to love? I recently finished a logo project at 99designs and I could not have been happier with the entire experience. The best part was the system was super easy to use and the designers I worked with were great. Here's how it works. Start by telling 99designs what you need. Once you enter your request, 
Dozens of designers from their community will submit quality designs created just for you. Next, you'll have four days to give each of the designers your feedback to help them refine their designs so you can end up with exactly what you're looking for. The last step, select the design you love and pay. Are you ready to start your next design project? You can for as low as $199 and get a $99 power pack of services for free by going to 99designs.com slash fire. 99designs.com slash fire. Last year, my girlfriend was traveling with her laptop. When she was forced to check her carry-on bag at the gate before boarding her flight, she didn't think about the fact that her laptop was in there. They tagged her bag and off it went. When she arrived at her destination, she opened her bag and realized that her laptop had been stolen. She called me in a panic, wondering what she was going to do. All her pictures, documents, gone. She was on the verge of tears and I knew the exact sinking feeling that she had. The one that you get when you know you can't do anything to change what just happened. Then I reminded her of Carbonite and how she could still access all her files on any computer or any device. That sinking feeling wasn't completely gone, but thanks to Carbonite, she still had all her files, all her memories. Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE to get two bonus months for free if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. And we're going to wrap this whole show up with the lightning round, James. I love the lightning round. It's my favorite part of the show because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you can back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds awesome. Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Basically, uh, and this is going to shock certain folks. Sure. But it is basically... I was doing and following what is perpetuated in society that I think leads us astray and gives us false hope. We are told that all you have to do to be successful is dream big and have passion. I'm not saying that you don't have to dream big and not have passion, but when I realized it takes a lot more than that, and you have to have skills. You've got to learn how to prospect, qualify, present, close, get people to walk into your door if you have a brick and mortar business. If you're a speaker, you've got to be able to get to the people who control the budgets and get them to book you. you know? and, and so I was just dreaming big and just had a lot of chutzpah and passion, but I had no marketing skills. I had no real world skills, and that held me back for a long time. Boom. What's the best advice you've ever received, James? Uh, the connections are the key to success. You know, so many times who you know is, is more important than what you know. I think it's a combination of what you know and who you know. I'm baffled that every school in the world doesn't have a course and make every student pass a course on how to create and maintain quality connections with people. Can you share one of your personal habits, James, that you believe attributes to your success? Absolutely. When we uh, come into this world, I learned this from a good friend of mine, Joe Martin. When we come into this world, it gets placed under our chin and we get programmed at a young age that we should go through life being a taker because it, you know impressionable at a young age that's what gets stored into our subconscious mind and we go through life that way slamming people with business cards asking people for things to do for us and what you really want to do if you want to get ahead is you take that bib off from around your neck 
from under your chin. You drape it over your forearm like you are a waiter or a waitress in the finest dining establishment on the planet, and you always approach everybody in every situation with, how may I serve you? What can I do for you? And watch how you and your business grow. Love that. James, you have an internet resource that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? It's going to sound funny because it's nothing new and it's nothing like, you know, go to this website and you'll find out I get cheap, you know, hotel rates or something <laughs> like that. But I love, this is going to sound strange, but I love the opt-in box on any website that you create because most folks in business fail to realize that the only real quality asset you have is your list. I don't care if you're a pizza shop. I walk, how many pizza shops, John, have you walked into and they've never asked you for your contact information so they can- 99%. Yeah. So what sounds funny is the internet resource that I love, the one I'm going to share with your listeners is put up an opt-in box so people can, on your website, so people can give you their name, email, and contact information so you can deliver them great value, stay in touch, and watch how they start to buy from you. Oh, so powerful. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this suggested resource and everything that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com slash James Malinchak. James, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? The book Influence by Robert Cialdini. It's all about the, you know, the psychology of what influences people and things that are triggers that make people buy versus saying things and, and writing things that don't. And, you know, things like how to have a call to action, why we're influenced by testimonials, et cetera. So the book Influence is a must read. Must read. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. Dot com. That's eofirebook.com. And James, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, that is a great question. I got to tell you, John, I've never, ever been asked that one. (laughs) But you know what's funny and ironic? I may be the only person you've interviewed who's been in a similar situation because on Secret Millionaire for ABC, they basically took me out of my house with no money, no credit cards, no watch, no cell phone, no pager, no computer or anything. And they dropped me into an impoverished neighborhood and I had to survive for an entire week on $44 and 66 cents. So I didn't even have 500 bucks like your question. Right. <laughs> and the food and shelter was taken care of and you probably had to sell good food. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I had to live on the $44 and 66 cents. And that meant food. That meant, you know, buying gloves to wear if I was cold, whatever that meant. Okay. So, Here's what I would say. Um, I would, with the internet, you, you can use the internet anywhere. You can go to uh, get access for free. You can go to a public library. You can find a way to get online. I would get online and I would, through like a, a WordPress site, I would create my own opt-in box. No, three things. Create my own opt-in page where people had to give me their name and email. Number two, I would create a free downloadable PDF, which is nothing more than a Word document turned into a PDF, or I would do some sort of audio. What I'm trying to do here is keep my cost down because I only have $500. Okay. 
And I would put that up on that opt-in page on that site. And then I would go number three to, and by the way, that, that free download would be something that is specialized knowledge that solves a problem that people are Googling for on Google and searching for. Right. And what I would do is I'd go into every mechanism of social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'd go to blog sites that match my specialized topic, and I would invite these folks. I'd go into different Yahoo groups or Google groups, and I'd invite folks to come and get this free resource that's loaded with value and content. And when they opt in to get it, I would then offer them an upsell to get on the phone and have me coach or consult with them. And I would make it such a, a, a reasonable, outlandish over-deliver that they all had to say yes. And that's how I'd start to generate money if I had no money and I needed to start generating it. James, you have over-delivered this entire interview, and I just have to thank you for that. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best ways that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, thank you. First, if anyone wants to find me, I'd love to hear from you. You can always find me on Facebook. It's just James Malinchak, M-A-L-I-N-C-H-A-K.com. You could go to www.malinchak.com, same last name. And if you're interested in being a speaker, uh, and getting your message out, go to www.bigmoneyspeaker.com and you can get on our email list. Here's the uh, one action. So basically, here's what I believe it takes to be successful. I boiled it down to three things. And John, I like to keep it simple. I think it's number one, mindset. I don't think it's positive thinking. I think it's mindset. I think you've got to train yourself as an entrepreneur to think and act differently on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. It's very simple. When I do my talks, I say, look, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs think and act differently than those who aren't. That's why there are seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. So you've got to really hone and train your mindset to think and act differently. But that's not enough. There are a lot of people that talk about mindset. It goes into number two. You need a skill set. So what are your skill sets? Like in business, you need to know how to prospect, qualify, present, close. If you have a brick and mortar business as an entrepreneur, you got to get people to walk in to your business versus your competitors. Those are skills. It doesn't matter how much positive uh, mindset you have. If you don't have actual skills that allow people to choose you over others, you're not going to win. But that's not enough. So it's mindset number one. Number two, skill set. And then it's number three that nobody can help you with. You got to get off your assets and do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, James, that was just unbelievable. I love that wrap up right there. I mean, those are three incredibly great parting words of guidance. And I know Fire Nation is going to grasp onto that. And in fact, they can find the links to everything, James. These three checklists, the resource, your contact information, your book recommendation at eofire.com. Go to the search bar, type in the word James. His show notes page is going to pop up. It's going to all be there. And James, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. This was awesome. I appreciate it. A community where fellow podcasters can exchange reviews, ideas, and the latest tips and tactics. An ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials going over everything from editing to sponsorships to iTunes SEO. Private webinars where industry experts share their tips and tactics. Where is this wonderful place, you might ask? Podcastersparadise.com is the answer. Head on over there today to find out more. That's podcastersparadise.com. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 